I want to talk to you today about who you are when you look in the mirror. Let me read to you from Ephesians chapter 1. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his children through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given to us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. I used to play a lot of rugby and every Tuesday, the team would dress up in a different fancy dress theme. I remember one Tuesday evening dressing up as Shrek and I went the full works. I'd got the sackcloth waistcoat, I got my sandals on. I painted myself completely green from head to toe. Now I was also studying medicine at the time and the next morning I had an 8 a.m. anatomy class. As I arrived, my friend looked at me, laughed and said, go look in the mirror. Confused, I went off to the bathroom. And looking in the mirror, I saw that my shower that morning hadn't been very effective at all. In fact, half my face was still green. I looked like this half Will, half Shrek character. And a mirror shows reality. It shows the truth. In my case, that I looked ridiculous. So who are you when you look in the mirror? In Ephesians chapter one, St. Paul tells us that when you trust in Jesus, you have a new identity. There's a new reality and a new truth about who you are. Firstly, you are chosen by your heavenly father. St. Paul says in verse four, for he chose us in him before the creation of a world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Do you know God chose you before the foundation of a world, before you did anything? He didn't choose you because you did something or earned his favour. He chose you because he loves you. And that love is something received rather than achieved. The Apostle Paul is writing the letter to the church in Ephesus. It's a city which is a bustling port city marked by pluralism. Everyone's worshipping different gods. There's all different kinds of truths and philosophies coexisting in one place. It's a culture of power, achievement. And Paul is saying to these people who are trying to follow Jesus in that culture, that the world around them might have been saying who they are is found in what they have achieved or whoever they want to be. But that as followers of Jesus, their identity is found in something very different that it's the heavenly father says something very different, that you are chosen. When I was 25, I had an opportunity to visit a home where children who'd been abandoned lived. It was the most amazing place. A remarkable lady, Yolanda, had adopted over 30 children. 
And Yolanda shared with us of how many of these children do struggle with abandonment issues. One boy, Daniel, had been adopted at the age of three. He'd been found wandering the streets without any parents. And like many of the children, he struggled with who he was. Daniel wouldn't speak and would hide food in his pockets after dinner and lunch. He had a fear about where his next meal would come from. And the words Yolanda would say at mealtimes every day was, I chose you. I chose you. Your Heavenly Father wants to remind you today that he chose you. The world around you says you have to work for it, to have to achieve it, to be chosen and be blessed. But that's the opposite to what God says. Before you were born, you were chosen. So when you look in the mirror, you can know that you are chosen. Secondly, when you look in the mirror, know that you've been redeemed by the Son. Verse 7 says, In him we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. On the cross, Jesus bought our eternal life with a price, his blood. And through that, we have total forgiveness. Anything in your life that you have done, which you're not proud of, is forgiven because Jesus died on the cross. And redemption is the act of paying a price to return something to your possession. And the Apostle Paul is marveling here. He's saying, because of all the things that we've done wrong, even though we don't deserve a relationship and life eternal with God, but because of Jesus, of what he's done, he has bought us back, offering freedom and forgiveness. When I was in that bathroom, I struggled to even wash my face off the paint. We know it's harder to wash away guilt, shame, sin. What are the things for you today that you are weighing you down? holding you back from life in all its fullness. When we come to Jesus, he's able not just to remove all those things, but brings us a new riches of relationship in him, freedom from the past and hope for the future. That's grace. God's riches at Christ's expense and it's freely given. So when you look in the mirror, know you are chosen by the Father you're redeemed by the Son. And thirdly, you are marked with the Holy Spirit. St. Paul says in verse 13, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. When you believe in Jesus, God's love is poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit acts as a seal or a guarantee reminding us he's with us today and promises an everlasting future with him. Six years ago, this summer, I found myself trembling down on one knee in Richmond Park, nervously asking Sophie if she would consider marrying me. I was holding the most expensive thing I'd ever bought in my life and it represented my promise to Sophie that if she said yes, we would be married. 
and spend the rest of our lives together. Thankfully, she didn't leave me on my knee too long. She said yes. And nine months later, on the 21st of May, 2016, we are married. When you put your trust in Jesus, God's love is poured into your heart that you can be sure he is with you now, but also looking forward to an everlasting future with him. Last term in my Alpha online group, I met Andy. Andy had been invited to Alpha by a friend. Andy hadn't grown up in a church. And Andy had lived a successful life in his career. He had a dog called Howard, and he had his pride and joy, his Lotus sports car. Andy gave me permission to tell you what happened. And Andy messaged me this. My friend invited me to Alpha. As each week passed, my questions were answered. And the more I looked into Christianity, I just knew that this couldn't be false. When I attended HDB on a Sunday, I prayed and was filled with the Holy Spirit. I felt a tremendous joy and love, but also strangely, this sense of great power. During this process, I've had some really bad times with work and a death in the family. But knowing Jesus is in my life has made each experience manageable. After years of trying not to be a Christian, I'm so very proud to say that I am. And I look forward to my life with Jesus. And then he finished with this. Being a Christian is just like having a superhero power, but the power of joy, belief, and that of the Holy Spirit. When we look in the mirror, we usually see our imperfections. But when you trust in Jesus, that he gave his life in your place on the cross, your imperfect image is replaced with his perfect presence, reminding you of the truth of your new identity, that you are chosen by the Father, redeemed by the Son, and marked by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to respond now to everything that God has been saying to us. You might want to open up your hands just as a sign of receiving from God. You might want to try and still your heart, your mind. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. Come, Holy Spirit. I think the Lord might be speaking to a few people. You might be experiencing God's love being poured into your heart like Andy, receiving that joy, that presence of his power. I think for others there might be a sense that you've placed your identity in things that are not of God. And he's calling you home. He's reminding you that you're a much-loved son, a much-loved daughter. 
and receive what he says you are, that you are chosen, that you are redeemed, that you marked by him, that he is with you now and promises to be forever.